Raiders Daily with Jason Mertides. And welcome to your Tuesday, July 14th edition of Flyers Daily with Jason Mertides. And as always, Flyers Daily brought to you by Penn Medicine, the official health system of the Philadelphia Flyers and Wells Fargo Center. Supporting our Philadelphia Flyers, only Penn Orthopedics has the reputation, the ingenuity, and the expertise to offer the region's widest array of treatments in every orthopedic specialty, all in a safe and secure environment. The Penn Orthopedics team creates the ideal care plan with options fueled by our own world-renowned research doing what once seemed impossible so you can too. Another reason why your life is worth Penn Medicine. Learn more at pennmedicine.org slash ortho. A lot to get to in this episode of Flyers Daily. Yesterday, training camp opened phase three, and the Flyers were back on the ice in two separate group sessions at the Virtuous Skate Zone in Voorhees, New Jersey, as preparations are underway for the Philadelphia Flyers and the 24 teams returning to get back on the ice. Before we get to more from what happened on day number one at camp, uh, the Flyers did sign a player, or an extension, if you will. The Flyers did extend the contract of Mark Friedman to a two-year contract extension. Chuck Fletcher announced with an average annual value of $725,000. Mark Friedman did get into the lineup a few times this year, did play well. He's 24 years old. He just completed his third pro season with the Lehigh Valley Phantoms, where he scored three goals and had 15 assists for 18 points in 45 games. He also saw action, like I mentioned, in six games for the Flyers, during which time he picked up his first NHL assist. And over his time in Lehigh Valley, he scored 10 goals and added 51 assists and 61 points in 186 games. And he's added two goals in 13 Calder Cup playoff games as well. So they extend the contract of Mark Friedman. The defensive depth continues, and he is one of the players that is in camp for the Philadelphia Flyers. He was actually on that trip when the Flyers and the season paused way back on March 11th or 12th uh, down in Tampa. In this episode today, you'll hear my conversation with one of the black aces that the Flyers have called up to make part of the expanded roster. That is Carson Torinsky. Of course, he made the team out of training camp, played that first game in the Czech Republic uh, to start the season against the Chicago Blackhawks, scored his first NHL goal in the third game of the season against the Vancouver Canucks. So we'll talk to Carson Torinsky coming up in this episode. Also, day one of training camp, a lot of player availabilities out there today and uh, some coach and GM availabilities. We'll bring those to you in this episode as well. Chuck Fletcher spoke, Elaine Vigneault, the captain Claude Giroux, Matt Niskanen, uh, they all were part of the first group uh, or session, if you will. And then in the second session, Travis Konechny and Shane Gossespierre will bring you audio from all of their post-practice availabilities in this episode as well. Two groups out there today for the Philadelphia Flyers. The first group, Group A, if you will, was on the ice for... Uh, was on the ice from 11 to noon. That included Andy Andreoff, Scott Lawton, James Van Riemsdyk, Sean Couturier, Claude Giroux, Morgan Frost, German Rupsev, Nicholas Albe-Kubel, and Jake Voracek were your forwards. Uh, Robert Haig, Ivan Provorov, Matt Niskanen, Tyler Watherspoon, uh, Nate Prosser, and Justin Braun, the defenseman and the two goaltenders on Session A on Monday morning were Alex Lyon and Carter Hart. Afternoon session featured Travis Konechny, Michael Roffel, Kevin Hayes, Tyler Pitlick, Derek Grant, Nate Thompson, Joel Farabee, Carson Torinsky, who we'll speak to momentarily, and Connor Bunneman. And then on D, Andy Walensky, Phil Myers, Travis Sanheim, Shane Gostaspare, Igor Zamula, and Mark Friedman. And the goaltenders were Brian Elliott and Kirill Ustamenko uh, in the second session. The NHL deadline for players to opt out of the return-to-play protocol was on Monday at 5 o'clock. No Flyers exercising that right uh, to opt out. 
So everybody that is in camp is available for the Philadelphia Flyers. Uh, One notable exception that is not on that roster, you know, is Nolan Patrick. Nolan Patrick still in Winnipeg, did not have the ability to skate during the pause. And uh, Chuck Fletcher, uh, you'll hear him speak about this momentarily. We'll play his audio first. Uh, Talking about Nolan Patrick, uh, just not a good situation for him to be able to jump in from not playing in over a calendar year to try and get in NHL shape to play in the Stanley Cup playoffs. His preparation for the 2020-21 season is still underway. Uh, So not great news that Nolan Patrick is not part of the expanded roster. It's understandable why. We just hope uh, the young man is able to get the migraine disorder uh, under control and in a situation where he can continue his NHL career and progress it forward even further. But without further ado, let's get right to the availability of the general manager, Chuck Fletcher, from today, day one at Flyers training camp. Issues that he's had since September? Uh, yes. I mean, his his uh, situation's been well documented. And, uh, you know, I've been in uh, Jim McCross and our athletic trainer and I have been in, you know, constant in a continuous uh, communication with Nolan and his representatives. And, you know, frankly, um, our focus is on getting him ready for the 2020-21 season. Um, we really want to be prudent about this matter and, and prioritize his health and safety over the long run. And and the reality is not just for, for Nolan, but for every player. Uh, we have a very short runway here before we jump right into what is essentially playoff hockey and uh you know so we felt that uh at this stage uh you know when you have time use it and and let's uh let's focus on the 2021 season and uh you know we have 34 players that are that are here in camp and 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 uh ready to go and we're excited about that um just uh i asked elaine the same uh thing just what has the message been uh to your team just as you guys try to restart in these unique certain circumstances well you know there's there's a couple messages one is the non-hockey message and it's it's the obvious point to make that you know we're in a, a pandemic right now we're in a situation where um we have to be careful and and even if you are careful um you know, you you can you can contract the virus. So um, we need to we need to make sure we're we're playing the odds and doing the right things uh, both on and off the ice to to protect ourselves and protect our group and 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 to, you know to the best of our ability do what we have to do so that we can uh, you know play hockey and and finish the season. And the second message was was hockey related, and I thought Av did a great job this morning of addressing the group and and we've worked hard all year. We put ourselves in a good position. Uh, we're a good hockey team, and and uh, yet uh, we're all coming off of a four-month pause. So uh, we'll have to see what what it means. But uh, we're going to focus on what we can control, and and we like our team, we like our group, and uh, you know why not us? Let's let's put forward here and let's see what we can do. Yeah, Chuck, can you walk us through the process where you uh, chose the 30 skaters you're going to pick to um, round out the, the roster for phase three, and how much emphasis was on guys who played some in the NHL this, you know, this season or, or, you know, or in their past career. Yeah. Uh, you know, the, the whole goal, I, I believe with our, our roster of, of 30 players is to make sure we have, uh, you know, obviously enough depth to, to get through both phase three and, and phase four. Every player we invited uh, is certainly a candidate to play 
uh, for our team and in many cases have played for our team already. There's some familiarity between our between those players and our coaches. And there were other players that we considered as well, obviously. You know, Chris Stewart, uh, Chris Bigra, uh, Isaac Ratcliffe, Kashe, um, Vorobiev um, had indicated to us that he was going to go back and play in the KHL next year. So, um, you know, rather than push that issue, we we uh, we let him uh, return to the KHL and focus on the upcoming season as he's a restricted free agent. And, you know, so you're trying to 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 do what's right. Um, uh, for the player and, and do what's right for our team. And, and this is the group of 30 that we settled on, 30 skaters. I am muted. You're unmuted. Go ahead, ask your question. Thank God. How you doing, Chuck? Doing well, Rob. How are you? Uh, going back a little bit to Nolan Patrick, regardless of this playoff, where do you think he is career-wise? Maybe where he, where he is in his comeback, just generally. Well, I, I have to rely on what Nolan has said to me, and and uh, you know, he's indicated that uh, lately this is the best he's felt in the last 12 months. So uh, he feels he's making progress, and and he feels much better, sleeping better, um, able to exercise, able to skate, and uh, you know. So I, I'll just I'll just uh, rely on those comments. Uh, one of the uh, the defensemen you have on the roster is Igor Samula. Um, can you talk about the decision to put him on the roster and whether he does he have a chance of potentially playing in this, or is he mostly just here for the practices and to be around the team? Well, he's a young man that uh, was obviously injured at the la end of last season, um, uh, had surgery at the end of the season, and and has now uh, gotten to a point where he's been uh, cleared for full participation and. Certainly his talent level uh, would, would allow him to play, in my opinion. He's a very talented young man. Uh, having said that, we, we're certainly cognizant of the fact that he's coming coming off of a, a tough surgery and and he's 20 years old. So, you know, I think we felt that it would be good for him uh, long-term to to come back and, and participate and, and uh, skate with our group. And over the next two weeks, uh, the coaches will have to make that decision as to whether he'd be a, a factor for phase four. But, uh, make no mistake about it. This kid is a top prospect and, and is going to have a very good career for us. Joe, I'm sorry, Joe, is that for me? Yes. Yes. Sam, you're on. If okay. You're yeah. Uh, a couple questions. Um, what was Nolan Patrick's reaction to being left off the roster? And what is your confidence level uh, in this team that it can, uh, you know, make it, make a strong push in this play in the playoffs? Well, to your first point, uh, Sam, uh, you know, we discussed this at length with Nolan and, and his representatives, and I think we all agreed. Uh, our, our medical team, uh, Nolan, uh, you know, me, everybody agreed that this was, as I said before, the, the prudent approach uh, for a young man that uh, is going to be a big part of our future. So uh, as to our team, I mean, you know, again, this is going to be new for all of us. Uh, this type of situation's never happened before. Uh, we're going to be playing in two hub cities without fans. You know, who knows? I th everybody's in the same boat. Uh, certainly very exciting and, and a little nerve-wracking at the same time. Uh, but I guess we'll find out over the next few weeks how we react. But I'm confident in our group. I believe in our group. Um, you know, I think we have a good team. And, and as the year progressed, uh, you know, we've gotten better and better. Uh, the question is, 
you know, can we pick up where we left off? And that'll be the focus. But I, I really like the plan that AV and the coaching staff have put together. And looking at this really over about a four-week perspective to try to get ready for that game on August 11th. Hey, Chuck. Um, yeah, how important uh, right now is your depth? Uh, it's looking like the pause allowed you guys to get healthier, and then obviously the trade deadline acquisitions suddenly has given uh, Elaine some good decisions to have. Yeah, there's no question about that. I mean, we're probably nearly every team in the league to say the same thing as us. I think obviously everybody uh, has the majority of their injured players back in the lineup, and everybody's uh, rested and refreshed and and uh, you know excited to go. And and you know we we like the depth of our club, and I think you'll see as you watch practices this week. I mean, we have six good forward lines, and uh, you know we have six good defense defense parians and four talented goaltenders. So we feel that we have the depth and we have the talent. And uh, right now it's just about trying to get back up to speed and, and regain our focus and, and uh, you know, just push forward. And, and uh, we're, we're excited about the opportunity in front of us. Yeah, I just want to ask you, Chuck, how do you view the round robin tournament? Do you view it as a chance to get back in shape or do you view it as important to, you know, get the highest seed you can? You know, Sam, I, I think a little bit of both. I, I don't think it'd be smart to, to, uh, you know, to overrate or overstate the importance of the round robin. I mean, ultimately, the first game that's truly uh, going to be of massive in, uh, importance is that game one on on uh, August 11th. Uh, we're certainly going to try to win, but I think we're going to want to make sure that uh, uh, we give certain players an opportunity to get some game participation and. Uh, we're going to need more than uh, 20 healthy bodies to get through this. And, and I think the important thing is that everybody at, at some point gets an opportunity to, to get some action, to get some ice time. And uh, you would hate to be putting somebody into play in, in the playoffs that hadn't played a game since March. So I, I think we got to be smart about it. But, you know, our guys are competitors. And, and every time we go out there, uh, we're going to try to win. We're going to try to place as high as we can. Uh, and, well, at the same time, making sure the guys are game ready. Good to hear from the general manager who uh, made a couple of moves at the deadline, including the additions of Nate Thompson and Derek Grant without giving up anything off his roster. Uh, so Chuck Fletcher uh, from training camp earlier today. Also addressing the media was the head coach, Elaine Vigneault. Had enough to get ready for this uh, long playoff run? Yes, it is. Uh, you know, I've uh, looked at the schedule with my uh, staff. We've got phase one here in Philly where we have um, close to two weeks that we've uh, prepared down to a T. Uh, we're going to start off progressively. <clears throat> First three days, we've split them up into two groups uh, so that uh, guys can get a little bit more touches on the ice. Uh, then we're going to get into some, um, obviously, some system work and tactical work. Uh, We've also got a couple of scrimmages planned. So we've got phase one here. Uh, we feel really well laid out. And obviously, one of the keys is is staying safe and, and making sure that, uh, you know, uh, we follow the uh, NHL guidelines here and uh, outside uh, the facility. Uh, but uh, I feel real good. Phase one, phase two, uh, we're in the process uh, of... of um, Working that out also, we know we have one exhibition games, the three seeding games, but at the same time, uh, we do know that uh, 
we're going to have a last change at least for the first series and we can improve on that so we've got a lot of stuff planned we've got 30 days uh to get ready for our first official game on the 11th of august uh, our group is excited focused energized and uh you know we've been waiting a long time here to have this opportunity to compete for the stanley cup and uh, we're going to get it and how would you compare today uh to a typical first day of camp in terms of conditioning levels players hands and those kind of things well you know i i liked what i saw from uh from our players today but i did uh tell them um that we were going to go progressively if you notice today uh during practice <clears throat> uh we went to the board uh, we uh didn't pre-ice practice uh before today uh, because we wanted to do this progressively. Uh, we're not quite sure, you know, what people had the opportunity to do, to do during COVID. Um, you know, some guys uh, had gyms at home. Some guys were able to find ice time, et cetera. But we're not quite sure where everyone is as far as uh, conditioning-wise and as far as where they are uh, with, uh, you know, their timing on the ice and their conditioning on the ice. So what we want to do is we want to be real smart about this and we want to be scientific about this. <clears throat> so I've sat down with uh, Ozzy and, and Dan and, and Jimmy and uh, we sort of laid out what the science says and we're going to progress through different straight uh, stages of, of, of things that we need to do as far as skill and conditioning on the ice, technical and tactical things that we need to do on the ice. And we're going to put it all together and we've got 30 days uh, we need to be smart we need to use the science that we have available and that's what we're going to do we've you know we really took once we got the dates about you know phase two and then when phase three was going to start and phase four as a staff we really got excited about the opportunity to come back and compete for the for the stanley cup uh, we've been talking uh for the last i want to say almost three weeks on a on a regular basis uh, with uh, the conditioning guys, with our uh, Jimmy and, and Sal, our athletic therapist guys, about what we need to do with our group, not knowing what everyone had available during COVID. So we've got a plan laid out. It's precise. I think it's, it's science-based, and I believe it's going to work. Elaine, you mentioned uh, about staying safe. Um, would you be able to walk through what your morning was like before you were able to go on the ice and the, the things you had to do to, to get out there? Yeah, sure. Um, but first, before being allowed to come down yesterday to my office because we were working from Chuck's boardroom upstairs, we had to do four days of straight testing. Uh, you had to, everyone from uh, in my staff had to be negative for, for four straight days. Then we were allowed to uh, to come down. Today, when you, you get up in the morning, you got to take your temperature. You've got um, uh, a, a set of questions that, that you have to answer. Uh, you got to send that in. And then once you get to the rink, you take your temperature again twice. Uh, you've got a set of questions to answer, and then you can go about uh, our normal hockey life, what we usually do. Everyone here is is walking around uh, uh, with masks, and um, you know our job is to uh, to get ready to get to that bubble in in Toronto, 
and uh, that's what we intend to do. Hi, Elaine. Um, just wondering what your message was to the team. I saw you brought them in before uh, you guys started practice. Just what was that message like? Yeah, no, we had a, a very good meeting this morning where, uh, you know, we talked about the, the different phases. I explained thoroughly um, how camp was laid out. First phase here in Philly, the second phase in Toronto. <clears throat> I, it, you know, I obviously expressed them the opportunity to compete for the Stanley Cup and uh, how we were going to proceed uh, throughout this process. So, um, <clears throat> as a group, you know, you, you could tell in our, our players' faces when we saw them this morning that uh, there was excitement, there was uh, understanding of, of the opportunity that was in front of us. And, uh, you know, we're, we're getting to do what we love and that's you know to put for the players to play hockey but but for me as a coach to, to coach these players um, i think we've taken some great strides uh since september the 12th when we all got together that's one of the things that we talked about this morning our journey started on september the 12th we have really just two new faces to our group, which is Nate and uh, Derek, who joined us to, at the trade deadline. So it's the same group. Uh, we've progressed. We've earned the right to compete uh, for the cup, and now it's up to it's up to us to do the work and get it done. Yeah, I, I did. Uh, thank you. Uh, I just wanted to ask you. You, you have a few uh, decisions you have to make uh, as far as with JBR coming back in the lineup, uh, especially. Um, how do you, how, what is your plan right now? Are, are you going to go with a veteran lineup or, and how does Joel Farabee fit in, uh, moving forward? That's a, that's a real good question. Um, I think what we're going to do, I don't think I, I know what we're going to do. We're going to take this time that we have in front of us here to, um, obviously prepare the team. We're going to take also the exhibition game and, and the three games that we're going to play because really <clears throat> August the 11th, when our first uh, game for our, in the first round for the Stanley Cup playoffs starts there, I'm going to put on, on the ice at that time um, the best lineup that we have. These are different times. This is not a, a, a normal season where – you know, you have a training camp, exhibition games, 82-game schedule, playoff start, and you pretty well know, you know, what, what your team is. The guys have, uh, have developed a sense of trust, and, and you know what, what they can bring to the table. We've been basically off for four months, and now we've got a, a month. So before we play our first playoff game, it's going to be a five-month stoppage. So I'm going to utilize this time to see – you know, whether you're a 10-game veteran or a 10-year veteran, whoever we feel, you know, Chuck and I and my staff, after watching, the, you know, the games and, and, and the preparation, the attitude that I'm going to see while we're going through this, the will that I'm going to see while we're going through this, I'm going to put on, on the ice uh, the best lineup that I believe is going to permit us to win. And then from there, like any playoffs – there's adjustments that you have to make, and we will make we will make we will take the the best decisions that we feel for the benefit of the team. Yeah, Elaine, just wondering, you know, going back to what you said about the guys coming into different levels of shape, just your assessment of of what kind of shape the guys were in, you know, just on the ice. They look like they are up to speed. They look like guys who've been off for four months. 
No, you know, I. it's one of the things, as soon as we got off the ice, that the, this first group that we saw, coaches, we were, uh, you, we were happy. We were impressed uh, with uh, what we saw. Uh, our, the guys that have been around Philly here for a while have been working with Dan and Ozzy off the ice, and they've been working with Lappy on the ice. And uh, I knew that uh, for the most part, um, the conditioning and, and the execution was going to be good. But it, it's different, you know, when you're going out there, uh, whether, you know, pre, pre-camp and during camp, the intensity picks up a little bit, the execution picks up a little bit. Uh, but I was happy with I saw today, with, with what I saw. It's day one, and I expect it to get better every day. Yeah, I just want to follow up. It sounds like almost uh, you're going to use the Ram Robin as an experimentation period or are you looking at those three games as being important uh first of all those three games are important there to seed but there is no doubt that um uh you know we're we're going to use i'm not exactly sure of, of the number but we're going to use uh, you know obviously if if your intentions on are on going on a, lo- a long playoff run you know, a lot of times, uh, you know, there's some there's some battle days, and there's some days where you need guys to step in and 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 be able to chip in. So to do that, you know, it would be safe to say at this time that I intend on using more than 20 guys for those four games. As important as they are, um, I'm going to look at different players in, in different situations. Uh, during that time, it's not about an experiment, but it's about finding out where guys are and uh, then making the best decision for the team. Elaine Vigneault liking what he saw out of his first group today. I was there for the second group, and uh, it looked equally high-paced, and uh, the players looked pretty sharp considering they haven't played in organized fashion or practiced in an organized way uh, in a very long time. Goaltending looks sharp, too, was one of the big questions I had coming in to this training camp. Would the goaltenders be ahead or behind uh, the forwards? Carter Hart shined in that first session, and uh, Brian Elliott looked real good in that second session as well. The captain, Claude Giroux, he returned uh, for Phase 2 late last week, and here's Claude Giroux after training camp day number one and his practice as part of Group A. Question on the round robin tournament. How do you view the round robin? Do you look at it as really important, really critical, or do you look at it as a tune-up to get to the Stanley Cup playoffs? It's for seeds, and uh, I think home ice advantage. You have the last change. I think that's going to be important uh, for later on. So, uh, um, but at the same time, you want to get your legs under you, and uh, yeah, I feel like you can practice as much as you want. It's uh, game time. It's uh, uh, it's it's a different uh, speed. It's uh, a little bit more intense. So uh, it'll be important like, during our practices and uh, the one exhibition game that we're going to have, we'll have to uh, to go as uh, as hard as we can. Matt Neskidin was just talking about uh, momentum for the team basically being gone right now. Momentum from what you guys did toward the end of the regular season. How important do you think that is and how easy could it be for you guys to regain it? Yeah, uh, everybody's starting from uh, from point A, and uh, you know momentum is is obviously huge in uh, in hockey. Uh, we need to find uh, the way where we're playing. Uh, we need to work on um, working as a team and keep playing the same way we were at the end of the year. And uh, you know, it's uh, 
a lot of teams and uh, even us we have a few guys back a lot of teams have uh, some guys back so it's uh it's gonna be uh it's definitely a unique situation here and uh for us it's uh, to be able to uh, get the momentum as fast as we can hey claude i don't know how much you were able to skate before uh, everything started today but can you talk about your physical conditioning, how you feel after one session, and, and just the guys as a whole, how everybody looked with varying levels of ability to stay in shape during the pause? Yeah, I mean, everybody looked good today. Uh, you know, I thought I was in great shape, and then today at practice, you, you can see uh, uh, the intensity went a little higher. And uh, But, you know, we have we have two weeks here to be able to, to get as uh, the best shape we can and uh, get our legs under us, get our, leg, uh, our, our, our hands going, and... I think uh, we're going to have some good practices here. Um, you know, it's going to be important that uh, we're all in this together. So uh, we're going to we're going to try to find uh, our game, and uh, that's all I can say. Hey, Claude. Uh, Elaine mentioned a few minutes ago that this practice is a little bit different. You know, not not as much. Uh pre-ice discussion planning and you guys were at the board a few times like how different did today feel from say the first day of training camp back in september yeah i think the intensity wasn't as high i think we're just trying to uh get our legs going uh, it's gonna be uh we're, we're gonna wrap it up here as as the day goal and uh you know first day just get back on the ice all everybody together uh, do uh, do a few drills and uh, get the feel of the puck and uh, as camp go, uh, I'm sure uh, I'm sure it's gonna it's gonna ramp up and uh, you know it was uh, it was a good first day on the ice. Uh, I know a, a run to the cup would be special regardless, but could this year be even more special just given the unique circumstances and just how crazy this has been for all you guys? Yeah, it's been uh, very different, uh, especially the last uh, four months or so. I think. Uh, I think we're in a position here that uh, anybody's got a chance to win it here. Um, you know, everybody's starting from zero, and uh, it's wh- it's whichever team gets uh, gets on the same page as quick as possible. And you know, there's there's plans and round robins. It's not really something that uh, that we've lived before. So I think uh, I think being able to get our game as quick as uh, as we can uh, 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 that that would be the main goal. Yeah, was there ever a point during the long pause where you thought this day would never come and that the season would just uh, be called? I mean, there was a lot of things happening. Uh, one week I think we'd come back. The other week I, I, would, I thought there'd be no chance. And to be uh, to be where we are right now, um, it's pretty fun. You know, getting all the guys back together. Uh, we started the, the season with one goal is to, to win the Stanley Cup. And um, now we have a chance to do that, so... Guys are pretty excited to uh, get back on the ice and uh, compete together. Uh, should be uh, definitely uh, a little bit different. Obviously, there's a lot of things. Uh, uh, no fans and uh, staying in one city, and I think it's uh, it's very different. But uh, we're gonna have to get on the same page and uh, uh, try to enjoy it. Clearly, the captain is glad to be back and ready to push for a cup and have that playoff success that has eluded the Flyers uh, the last bunch of years. A guy who has had playoff success, of course, is Matt Niskanen. He won a Stanley Cup in 2017 with the Washington Capitals. He went the whole way. When we talked to him a couple weeks back, he mentioned that he was having conversations with his teammates about what it takes to win a cup all the way back in late February and early March. Here's Matt Niskanen after day one of training camp. How, how tough was... Uh 
the four-month layoff, and, and how tough will it be to, uh, to regain the momentum you guys had obviously built when the season was paused? Yes. I think the uncertainty of everything was probably the toughest part. Um, a lot of guys like having a, a set schedule so you can gradually build yourself up to and try to peak at the right time. And that was pretty tough to uh, plan anything, really, with all the uncertainty out there. Um, now, I, I think any momentum we had is gone now. But our job and our goal is to try to get back to a level that we were at and, uh, and build on it. But we'll see how it goes. We had a good first session out there, and um, it was great to be back on the ice with the guys. And we're going to have to try to build that again as very quickly so we can uh, hit the ground running. Hey, Matt, I don't know how much you were able to skate before all this today, but how did you feel and, and how did the rest of the guys look as far as just conditioning, you know, remembering how all the drills work? Just how did it feel out there? I'd say similar to a normal first day as far as uh, pace and execution. Um, you know, in some ways it's the same because we had about the almost a normal off-season length of time players uh you know availability for like gyms and ice times was really wide range of you know some guys skated a lot some not much at all so kind of all over the map there but um i felt all right i certainly hope i feel better soon but uh for the first day i thought that was productive and you know, guys passes were all right guys legs were all right but for it was a productive first day and um it's going to be a process for sure. And I'm sure nobody felt fantastic or like mid-season form, but uh, hopefully we just get a little bit better every day and we can hit a, hit a high level when we need to in a couple of weeks here. Hey, Matt, uh, how quickly do you think you guys will be able to recapture chemistry to the degree that you sort of know where everyone is without thinking? It looked like when there's breakout drills today, just from up here, that – at the start, they were a little rough, and then as they went on, they became cleaner. Like, how long do you think until you guys get past that hurdle? Well, I think practice reps are going to get better fast. I think by already by tomorrow, I think everything will be cleaner. Um, now, I'm assuming the coaches are going to put us in more game situations where there's defenders, too, because a lot of stuff we did today was just reps passing the puck with no defenders. Um, you know, and then that that's where I think your timing and your feel for the game is going to get tested, and that might take some reps. So uh, I hope it's just we just gradually get better and better. Um, it's hard to replicate in small groups or by yourself or just a couple guys, just the, the timing and the feel of the game. Uh, that's going to take some reps and some time. So hopefully uh, I think that, that exhibition game and then – Obviously, those three games are for seeding, but uh, we're going to have to view that as we need to get better each game. So we're, when the first round hits, everybody's got a good feel for the game back again and feel for their line mates and um, everybody on the same page again of how we want to play, where our systems are, our uh, trigger moments, uh, you know, all that good stuff. So it's going to be a process. We're, we're not there yet, um, and it's hard to replicate with just without reps. So uh, we'll get better and better. Hey, Matt, 
I'm sure uh, everyone was dealing with rust, like you said, um, but it seems like you enjoyed watching Carter today. It seems like Carter was still pretty sharp for the time off. Um, how confident are you guys going into this tournament with, you know, a kid like him? Yeah, I talked to him uh, the other day and said he feels good. And I don't know anything how to critique a goalie, but he looked awesome today. <laughs> um, and I, he's shown what he can do, his capabilities. So I'm, I think everybody's real confident and excited to have him back there. And, um, especially the further you go now, you got a, a talented goalie and he gets hot. Ooh, that's a dangerous card to have. So uh, we have that potential with Carter and um, he looks fresh and happy and uh, looked pretty sharp to me today. Yeah, Matt, you talk about the excitement level. What is the excitement level of this team? Uh, is it going to take a while to get it back up, ramped up, or can you just pick up and, you know, where you guys were? I think there was a lot of excitement building. Do you still feel that? Yeah, I, I think it's still there. Um, I think our intensity and our execution is going to take a, a, a little while here to get that back up. But I think uh, everyone knows our potential now because we've showed um, we can beat anyone. Um, we have the capability of playing really good hockey, playoff type hockey. I think we've played uh, real tough defense at, for big portions of the year. Um, we started, we got better offensively, I think, as we went. So we know the potential here and we're a good team. And um, But man, is it hard in the playoffs. So I think for us, our execution and our intensity, we got to just gradually ramp that up, ramp that up. So we're at peak competitiveness for game one of that first round. Side of it, communications. Obviously, it's different where, you know, back in September was a new coaching staff, uh, yourself being among, you know, several new players in the team. So this is, I guess, more of a, a refresher, and you already know the guys. So uh, in those aspects, is that a little bit quick? Yeah, it should be quicker in theory. Um, you know, it's, there might be a little rust, and you might need some reminders on uh, how we play and what we do in certain situations. But uh, it should come back quick. And I think the biggest thing for us is just to be together a lot, be on the ice, get lots of reps. Um, I, I'm certain we'll we'll go through some meetings for some uh, some reminders on how we want to do things in every situation, and um, we'll be prepared. So, uh, and like you said, there's, we got that familiarity. We've built some team chemistry throughout the year. That should come back real quick now that everybody's here. Um, guys are excited and, and we've earned that opportunity to, you know, be one of the top seeds in the, in the East and we should have a real good shot at things if we play to our potential. All right, we're going to take one or two more questions. Wayne Fish, you're on with Matt. Go ahead. Matt, you've been on a... Stanley Cup championship team. Are there any words that you can of wisdom you can pass along maybe to the younger guys as they get started here, not to get, you know, too overly excited the first night or things like that? Yeah. It's a for me it's just a feel thing. Um uh I'm not gonna make a set a schedule of say, oh, when we get to this point I gotta say this or that, but um uh, a little bit more behind the scenes if I if I notice somebody's acting differently, or maybe once we get into that first series or um, whatever, if, if I feel the need to pull a guy aside and just have a little chat, um, 
I'll do that. Uh, that's part of my duty as an older player that's been been through a bunch of this. Matt, as a uh, as a veteran player, since you've been back, have you kind of been able to take a step back and kind of reflect on how strange all this is? I mean, today the second group was watching you guys out there. They all had masks masks on. I just didn't know if that's something you've you've thought about too much. Actually, a lot. Yeah, this the world is pretty bonkers right now. Um, it's it's hard to hard to believe, really, that you know from where we were. March 11th or 12th, everything that's transpired to now, um, nothing's normal. So, but as hockey players, and especially being in our situation on a good team with a chance, we just want that chance. And we're, uh, we'll just roll with it. Uh, we're happy to be here. Hope we get to Toronto and everything goes smoothly. And um, let's see what we're made of. And um, hopefully we have a good Stanley Cup playoffs. So, uh, but yet you're right. It's nothing's normal right now, and uh, there's a lot of kind of normal exterior factors that might lead into this that is normally wouldn't be there. But um, we'll just control what we can and make sure that we're ready to play hockey when when the time comes. Claude Giroux and Matt Niskanen both a part of the Group A session, the early session on Monday. Part of the second group was Travis Konechny and Shane Gostisbehere. We start here with Shane Goss despair. Uh, Shane, thanks for doing this. Um, right before the season pause, it seemed like you were struggling with getting your knee where you wanted it to be. How do you feel now? How did it feel out there today? And how much were you able to skate during the pause? Uh, yeah, um, I actually uh, got another knee surgery um, on my other knee, actually, uh, about seven weeks ago. So, um, you know, it was something I was trying to rehab personally. And, you know, I hit a point to where it was – no, no way I could rehab it anymore. So um, I had to get a you know a small scope done again. Um, it was different. It had to do with any tendons or anything, just a small little cartilage thing. So you know I'm obviously trying to battle back from that. I haven't really you know skated too much. So you know it was actually awesome to get out there with the boys and you know see where I was at. And you know it was a good benchmark just to you know see where I am. And you know obviously uh, it was the start of camp. Uh, I'm definitely not where I want to be, but you know I think just progressively working into it. You know could, you know be good down the road until we get until we get to Toronto. Hi Shane, thanks for doing this. Uh, yes, uh, Shane, will you be good to play uh, come tournament time? Will you have any limitations, uh, or is it just kind of working back progress for you? Yeah, I mean, obviously, my ultimate goal is to get back in the lineup and you know, obviously, get out there and you know, do do what I can do to contribute to this team and you know, win a Stanley Cup. But you know, uh, you know, I'm just. Uh, Right now, I'm just focusing on, you know, you know, good skates, getting out there, you know, getting that feeling uh, and whatnot. And, you know, obviously it's it's been tough, but, you know, just uh, grinding my way. And, you know, I want to work hard and I, I want to help this team win. Yeah, Shane, just to um, recap. So you had surgery. Which knee was that, This the latest surgery? Uh, that was my right knee. Um, my left knee was in January, and then I had my right knee about seven weeks ago. Okay. What kind of problems were you having with it? Like you, you could push off on it or? Yeah, it was just power push off. Um, you know, I was compensating so much over time. You know, my quads were kind of, you know, uneven. And, you know, it was really hard to, you know, fix it off the ice and workout wise. And so I had to get, a, you know, obviously a procedure done. And, you know, that helped a lot. And, you know, getting my, you know, body back in line and, you know, feeling good again. So, you know, obviously it's definitely been a tough road, especially with all this stuff going on. But, you know, obviously, I'm not going to feel bad for myself. There's a lot of stuff going on in this world that, 
that people are worried about. So, you know, I'm just going to do my best to, you know, get back, be healthy and, you know, help this team win. Shane, obviously with, uh, with everything going on, this is a unique experience for everybody. Um, how have you and the guys kind of gone about trying to balance having that sense of normality with, with staying safe? I saw during the first session, you guys were out there watching, watching the guys and everybody had masks on. Yeah, for sure. I mean, uh, you know, we have a, we're a team here. I mean, uh, you know, team's as strong as its weakest link. So, you know, everyone's got to follow the rules and, you know, when you, when you're not following the rules, you know, you're putting your whole team in jeopardy. So, you know, obviously the ultimate goal is for our team to win a Stanley cup and for us to do that. And especially these times right now, it's, it's about us being smart as a team and, you know, harping on each other, just to, you know, follow the rules. I know it's, it looks a little silly sometimes, but you know, we gotta, we gotta do what we gotta do to, you know, keep everyone safe and keep everyone healthy and, you know, keep this team together so, you know, we can make a run at this thing. Hi, Shane. Uh, I know a lot of guys had already gotten to Voorhees previously, but what was it like this first official day back? And did it feel more like September or maybe not as much since it hasn't been that big of a break since you've been away? Uh, you know, it felt like a pretty big break. I mean, uh, you know, obviously me and Coots or some guys were here the whole time, but, you know, having everyone come back in the town and whatnot, it definitely felt like training camp again. So, you know, you still got those butterflies before you get on the ice for the first time being you know, with the boys and, you know, having the coaches on the ice and everything. So, you know, it was a good feeling. It was a good, good first day. And, you know, I think it's a good, you know, step forward for our team and, you know, getting, getting ready for, you know, the bubble and whatnot. Shane, how confident are you in, in the safety of the bubble in Toronto? And, and what are the, the, what do the rest of the guys think as well? Yeah. I mean, uh, you know, I'm pretty confident just, you know, seeing the protocols, you know, put into place here in phase three and, you know, ultimately moving to phase four uh you know obviously we feel pretty comfortable i mean i don't think we would have agreed if we didn't think so so i mean everyone's gonna have their own opinion but you know it's just like anything else if everyone follows the rules be smart be smart about it and you know practice social distancing and you know don't be an idiot out there i think you know we could you know control this and you know even if someone does test positive you know just keep following the protocols and what they want us to do and you know i think uh, ultimately we'll be okay we're going to take one or two more questions. So, yeah, yeah. So, um, you know, how long do you think it'll take to, you know, get hands and timing back and, and just, you know, your game legs, you know, game lungs, all, you know, all, all those things that go into the conditioning side of the camp? Yeah, for sure. I mean, uh, you know, I think the coaches, the training staff, you know, they've got a good, uh, you know, regimen in front of us to, you know, you know, sort of game plan to, you know, get us ready and, you know, these first couple of days will start out a little slower, just get moving and, and whatnot. And then, you know, obviously ultimately focus on systems and, you know, special teams and, you know, just keep us moving into it. I mean, the thing is, I mean, everyone's in the same boat. So, you know, it just depends on us. And, you know, we just have to go along with our process and, you know, just take it day by day and, you know, just, you know, work at it and, you know, we'll be ready. I know, Shane, we're, we're keeping everything pretty serious. But um, when you guys pulled in today, you saw Grady waiting outside, uh, waving you guys as it came in. Was did that kind of give you guys a little bit of a moment of levity when you kind of need it? Uh, sure. I mean, you know, everything's pretty serious while I'm here, but you know, just to you know get some comic relief at Gritty always helps. But uh, you know, it just makes it realize you know we're it's it's sort of a camp again, a training camp, and you know we're getting ready, you know, for the playoffs. I mean, uh, it's something you you don't get to do a lot in your career, maybe sometimes, and you know you have a as coach has been saying another kick at the can here, and we got a pretty good kick at it. I mean. We have a really good team. We had a we have great, great chemistry, and you know we were probably the if not the hottest team going into this. So uh, you know I think uh, as a whole we're pretty excited, and 
you know, we're excited for, you know, to get to the bubble and, you know, hopefully do some damage. Shane Gossespair revealing that he had a another procedure done on his left knee during the pause. Uh, he was favoring the, the injured knee from before, caused a little damage in that left knee. He had it cleaned up, and he's trying to get his skates or feet back under him right now and adjust to that, and we'll see how Shane Gossespair pro- progresses through this training camp and on their way to returning to play coming up on August 2nd when they take on the Boston Bruins. Travis Konechny, boy, he looked sharp today. His shooting was good. His skating was great. And he addressed the media after practice as well. Yeah. Hi, Travis. Um, Was there two questions, two-part question. Was there ever a point where you thought that this season would not resume? And now that you guys are back, uh, how excited are you to uh, get this thing going? And they started to think about uh, family and friends and um, you know life before uh, before hockey so at that point I wasn't too sure where the season was going to go but uh, once things started to, to get under control and, and we realized that uh, we could get back here um, there's a lot of excitement going around uh, through the group chats and stuff and, and we're definitely excited to be here now. Adam Kimmelman you're on the show. Hey Travis I'm just wondering how much you were able to skate during the season pause and how did it feel the first day back out there? Uh, I was able to get it a couple weeks before I came back here, and then I skated here a little bit before uh, the training camp. So, uh, I mean, definitely not as much as I would have got in in a regular summer, but, um, you know, I, I did the best uh, that I could do, uh, you know, for, for what I was working on. Hey, Travis, thanks for doing this. Uh, first, just uh, how are you health-wise? And uh, secondly, just given this has been such a special season for you, how excited are you to Hopefully, I have a chance to finish it. Yeah, uh, right now I'm. I feel good. Um, you know, I mean, health-wise, I'm. I'm good. Uh, as far as like on the ice, I got. You know, obviously the the conditioning's got to get up. But uh, other than that, um, you know, I'm. I'm definitely fortunate enough uh, that that I was in a good spot and I was healthy through the whole process. And uh, and yeah, I mean, that's kind of where I'm at. And good to be back. Hey, Travis. Uh, how did today feel in comparison to, say, the first day of a normal training camp? Was it about the same? Were guys closer in sync, more out of sync? How, how would you evaluate day one? Uh, I mean, I think, honestly, I think guys are pretty in sync. Uh, you know, they know how fast we need to get back into things. So we, we know there's not that big time period where, um, you know, you have the time to get where you need to go. Uh, you need to kind of be sharp right away. But I mean, as far as like a, a regular camp skate, um, I mean they, they they definitely didn't push us that hard today. Uh, I mean I think uh, when it comes down to numbers and and what they need to do for us uh, on the, the stat side of it, they know what they're doing. So um, our workload wasn't too bad today. Travis, uh, what are your thoughts on the bubble in Toronto and the the feeling of it being safe up there? I mean I'm sure. Uh, I'm sure we have, um, you know, a great group that's that's putting in uh, a lot of work to make sure that we're going to be as safe as possible, and um, you know, and we're not even to, to Toronto yet to the actual bubble, and uh, I know that here it's, it's definitely very safe, and, and the precaution, precautionary things that we have to do in testing wise, uh, you know, you, you feel like you're in a good environment. So, I mean, I haven't looked too much into to what's going to be going on once we're there, but uh, they've kind of Hi, Travis. Um, earlier today, the league said there were more positive tests. Meanwhile, the Penguins are keeping nine players away. 
is this something you just know that you're going to have to expect as you go along? You're going to be hearing about these positive tests and do you either just try to block them out or accept the fact that this is going to be part of the process as you try to pull this off? I mean, I think uh, for the most part, like me, it, for me, um, being here, I've kind of accepted that it's a possibility, um, you know, that there is a chance that you could definitely get it. But, um, I mean, there, there's no more possibility than there is being, you know, wherever else you're almost safer here because you're, you're testing so often. And, um, you know, there's there's definitely some of those uh, false positives. So, you, you know, you, I kind of expect maybe some of those to, to pop up as well. And, um, you know, we just do our best to stay safe and, and try to avoid that stuff as much as possible. Okay, we'll take a couple more questions. Uh, Travis, I know that you guys are going to be in the bubble with the uh, other teams are going to be going up against in the round robin. Uh, you and Scott Lawton have talked about doing research before you start chirping. How big of an advantage is it going to be for you to uh, get to spend some time in the bubble with those guys? Yeah, I mean, I don't know. It's definitely going to be a different environment because I know uh, the hockey world is very small and, um, you know, you end up knowing a uh, majority of the guys, whether it's, you know, personally or a friend of a friend and you know somebody. So uh, it's definitely, it's going to be a little bit different, uh, you know, being around them all the time, but I'm sure, you know, once we're on the ice, uh, it'll be just back to normal. And I mean, I'm just going to try to stay away from the church as much as possible. Leave it to lots. What Travis Konechny, what a season he's had. The Flyers all-star, a tremendous season. you got to think he's poised for a big playoffs for the Flyers as well. Uh, as they get ready to get underway coming up in just under three weeks' time, August 2nd, they will take on the Boston Bruins. One of the players that started the season with the Flyers, played a bunch of games, was sent down, is back right now as part of the expanded roster. That is Carson Torinsky. Had a chance to catch up with Carson, and here's that conversation. Happy to have you join us right now on Flyers Daily, Carson Torinsky. Carson, how are you? I'm doing well, thank you. How are you? I'm doing good, man. How was, um, how was dealing with the pause for you? Uh you know the the world's in a weird place right now, obviously, and um, you know as much as it would have been nice to to carry on the playoffs right at the end of the season, it's uh, you know it's going to be a challenge and it's going to be a new chapter for for all of us to go through, and it's going to make it a special one. So the pause for me wasn't too bad. You know, I I kept myself working at home, and you know was was excited to to hear news about the league coming back to playoffs and um you know i think it's a good opportunity for all of us and it's gonna be a once in a lifetime chance so it's uh it's been exciting and you know it hasn't uh, affected me too much as a young player playing in the nhl is hard enough it's the the best level you know the highest level in the world uh against the best players in the world and you couple that now with dealing with a pandemic um it's been a wild year for you you make the team uh at a camp and you play in that game in the czech republic um, can you kind of sum up the year to this point now that you're back at training camp to finish the season that started what seems like an eternity ago? Yeah, it's been a crazy year to say the least. You know, a lot of a lot of ups and downs, a lot of new learning curves and, and things that I can improve on and things that I've learned in terms of what I need to do or, or not do and, and how to handle certain situations. And, um, you know, I, I believe the roster right now we have is pretty much the exact same as it was beginning of September with the additions of Derek and Nate. So I think it's uh, it's been a crazy year. Like I said, I've enjoyed it a lot and I've learned a lot of things personally. And, um, you know, I'm just excited to get forward with this and continue it. You know, we got a good team. 
we're excited. We got a lot of energy, and um, you know, with the right staff behind us and the right treatment, I think we're gonna we're gonna have a good chance. But what was it like getting? Well, first of all, when did you get back on the ice, and and what was that first session like for you after after being off? It's probably the longest period of time you've been off the ice since maybe Squirt or Peewee. Yeah, honestly, since I was probably like seven or eight, I I never really take much time off the ice. It's not not what I like to do I know some guys like to have a little bit of a break but you know I usually like to take probably maybe a week or two tops off the ice and get back to it just so I can make sure I can keep the rust off you know they're not going to be hard skates usually in the summer at the beginning but just to stay on the ice and and keep up with some stuff Um, when you got back uh, in Philadelphia oh sorry about that for phase two uh, more and more guys kind of coming in to, uh, today. Monday marked the beginning of phase three and uh, training camp again. Um, what did that feel like to have the whole group there? What was kind of the vibe uh, in the room? I know you guys were split in two groups today, but what was kind of the vibe around the whole room? Yeah, it's good. Um, there's a few of us in the other locker room because we have too many guys to, to fit in there, obviously. So, um, you know, even though we're we're a little split up, the vibe around the rink in general is just good. You know, like I said, guys are excited to be back, and there's a lot of older guys that are taking time away from family right now. But you know, they they know that the goal is is to win, and if they're going to take time away from their family, there's no point in coming here and wasting that time. So, I think everyone's positive about it, and everyone's excited and, and energetic about it. There's a business business like atmosphere to it, isn't there? Absolutely. You know, it's it's a camp to get us in the right shape and the right mindset and to be sharp to win a Stanley Cup, not a camp to make the team and, and go through the whole season to get there. You know, that, that team, I was fortunate to be up for a little bit throughout the, the first half of the year, but that team has done a lot of good work this year in terms of putting themselves in a really good spot. So, you know, there's been a lot of work that they've had to do and, and a lot of things they've had to overcome with certain players and in certain situations. So, like I said, I think everyone's opportunistic here and, and we're excited to go. Um, you made the team out of camp, uh, and I mentioned uh, right off the hop that you played in that game in the Czech Republic, uh, the 4-3 win over uh, Chicago to start the year. We know your parents came over. It was documented uh, on behind the glass. And um, to, to get off to your, your first National Hockey League game and have it be played in, in a foreign country all the way over in the Czech Republic, what was that like for you? It was unbelievable. You know, I can't ask for a better start to a story. And, um. You know, not a lot of people obviously are going to be able to say they had that chance to do that. And, uh, you know, me and Connor were, were very fortunate to, to have that opportunity. And, you know, I, I don't know when the next time they're going to be able to do that is with all this stuff going on in the world anyway. So yeah. whether it's the last or not, I mean, it was a cool experience in general. And to have my parents come over and support me was uh, was very special as well. Yeah, it was awesome. It, it, frankly, it was good television. <laughs> you know what I mean? It just was. It was great to see um, your third game in the National Hockey League. Uh, you're playing on Canadian soil in British Columbia against Vancouver. Uh, you guys had a three-two shootout loss, but two of your goals, one of the two goals that the Flyers scored, was scored by you. Can you remember the goal exactly how it happened? Uh, so you can remember many years from now that first NHL goal and what it felt like. Yep, it was a uh, it was a long long pullback by Sammy. Sammy went D to D to Bronner, and then I kind of just stretched out at the far blue. Bronner made a great pass to me, and and I went in, took my shot, saw it going and out, and um, as I was finishing my shot, Tanner kind of got caught up in my skates, and I fell over into the boards. It'll be a pretty easy one to remember that. So you remember the you remember the uh, the the goal being scored while you're on your on your seat. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, I saw it go in and out, and then as I was trying to turn, I think Tanneth Skates got caught in mine and just kind of took me out. So I didn't really get a chance to celebrate, but I'll take it how it came. Yeah, and uh, as a kid who grew up on Canadian soil, it was good to get it get it scored in Canada as well, wasn't it? Yeah, absolutely. And um, my brother was able to make that game to Vancouver because he didn't get to go to check. So the first time I got into Canada, he made the trip to Vancouver and then watched it back in Calgary. So my parents got to see my first game and he got to see my first goal. So I guess they both got a good taste of uh, the start of my career. Oh, that's great. Um, Carson, um, you, you're a guy that just kept him, just kept impressing in camp. You're just your willingness um, to go to the net, to do the things necessary, create opportunities, create issues for uh, the opposition defense by, by driving the net and being in the right places. Has it always been the hallmark of your game? Yeah, I don't think I'm a very flashy player. Obviously, my last year junior, once, I'm, once I was 20 and had a few years in the league and had more confidence with a lot more playing time, playing with different guys, was I was able to show a little bit more of a, of a flashier side that I don't really show, and that's not really my game. But I, like I said, I had the opportunity and the space to do so. But, um, you know, my game is it's simple, it's hard. And as, as hard as it is effort-wise, it's easy. You know, it's simple. I, I like to be physical. I could just go to the net get pucks in, block shots. You know, it's the little things that are that are difficult to be consistent at for for a lot of players. So that's something that I'm trying to really work on is, is being very good at all the little things in my game. And then, like I said, down the road, other parts of my game might open up a little bit more. But the, uh, the core of my game is, is like you said, it's, it's going to the net and being simple and, and playing physical. Um, you played uh, three years with the Calgary Hitmen, uh, playing in your hometown. What was that like playing major junior in the dub, uh, playing out there in Calgary in your hometown? It was fun. I was very fortunate, obviously, to get the, the first, I think it was two and a half years in Calgary. My first year, we had a really good team, went to the Eastern Conference Finals, and then we uh, we had some injury troubles and, and had some other troubles, and Brandon took us out. But, um, you know, it was a very good year, and just being able to play at home and live at home was nice. And then um, great organization, obviously, great facility. And then being moved to Cologne, I was also fortunate to go to probably the second best organization, if not the best organization of WHL. And, um, you know, they treated me great. And the facility was, was nice. The management was great, coaching staff, the team. And then the city, obviously, was gorgeous. So I had a very, uh, very fortunate four years in, um, in the junior and in HL with uh, playing who I was playing with. Did you get get to see Carter Hart a bit out there playing uh, for Everett while you were uh, playing in Kelowna and, and Calgary? Yeah, we played against them more so when I was on Kelowna. Um, I think I had a few goals against him. I'm not sure uh-huh. maybe one or two, but uh, you know he he helped up that team big time. He was definitely a tough boy to go up against, and that team is already very good defensively. So he helped them out a lot. But it was always a nice challenge to see him and face him. When you talk about good goaltending and, and he's his numbers and junior forever were just off the charts and, and goalies can get in your head when they have this reputation or they're playing incredibly well at the NHL level, um, the, the ability to score at that level on the best goalies in the world, it's really challenging. Do they seem to give you something and take it away or is that just doesn't look like they give you anything? <laughs> I think it just depends on the type of goaltender. You know, some guys will probably leave a little bit of opening in their plan. So they make you kind of, they kind of double play. So they leave a little bit of an opening knowing that they're going to save the shot because they know you're going to put it there. And then, you know, there's, there's others that are like Hartsey's a great example of it. And even Moose, they're just 
a very good goal. He's hard being so young and, and how skilled he is at this age. It's just it's phenomenal. Even when I'm shooting on him in practice, there's really nothing to shoot at majority of the time. The ones that go in are just perfect shots, but perfect shots don't happen very much. So it's um, it's definitely a challenge. But like I said, it's it's a good challenge. It's it's nice to to have that to go up against and to work on my game. And you know, for me, honestly, the easier way to score goals is by getting the greasy ones against those goalies. So kind of plays into my game. Uh, what was that jump like coming from from the dub playing uh, pro hockey, playing with the men, the best players in the world? You, you mentioned, you know, your last year in Kelowna, you're 20, you score 45 goals, 27 assists for 72 points. Now you jump up, you're playing in the AHL, eventually to the NHL. Uh, what was that jump like going from junior, major junior, uh, to playing pro? Yeah, it was uh, it was different. You know, I can't say I wasn't really expecting what I, what I got because I kind of had my mindset aim that way going into it you know the american league is is a very hard league you know there's a lot of big strong physical guys in that league that are all trying to make their stamp and get their way up to the nhl so it's there's a lot of toll on your body in that league and you know going from the ice time i got and juniors being a 20 year old with all my stats and then obviously having to kind of restart when i started pro and, and kind of start over it's uh it was different and i think for my first second year pro i, I learned how to handle those situations differently in a better way to keep me more positive and keep my game better and more consistent. So that was one step. And then going to the NHL was obviously, it was, uh, it was hard, but at the same time, everyone is so good in this league that it almost makes it a little bit easier because you know where guys are going to be. You know, every pass is going to be on the tape or, I mean, 90, 98, 99% of the pass is going to be on the tape and everyone's just so smart and thinks the game so well. The systems are, are extremely structured and, and played out well. So as, as difficult as it is to play in the NHL with the, the skill level and the speed and the size, it's also it's also easy in a way if that makes sense because of how good everyone is. Yeah, you know, I've heard that actually from, from goaltenders. They say playing in the AHL is much more difficult because of the D zone coverages and those things. You'll have more lapses in the AHL. You get to the NHL. Uh, those defensemen, those forwards, wingers, nowhere to be, know where the help spots are. So the goal, it's, maybe it becomes a little bit more predictable, but with that comes some of the best shooters and skilled players in the world, obviously, as well. Um, talk about what, what it's like playing for Elaine Vigneault and kind of what he's pushing you. It, you know, being at the NHL level, it's, the devil's in the details. It's those little things being on the right side of the puck you know getting the puck deep and as opposed to chipping in and not getting it deep you know good clean outs and those kind of things uh is, is it all about the details for you right now yeah i think details are a massive point and av drills at home too he he wants guys that are sharp on details guys that are committed that are going to work hard and do whatever it takes to win so i mean starting off the year up top this this past season was was good for me also because the coaching staff obviously has a lot of experience and Yozi and, and Michelle and AV and uh, you know they're they're all very good coaches they're all positive but they all know how to win and they they play to win they coach to win sorry and they they know how to draw a point back and they don't screw around you know like I said as positive and as fun as they can be at the end of the day those guys want to win a Stanley Cup right now just as much as any one of us do. So AV has been a, been a great coach and, you know, he doesn't, he doesn't mess around. He likes that. But when it comes to, to business, he's not, uh, he's not someone you want to fool around with at all. 
Yeah, he certainly has preached a high level of accountability. Uh, Carson, when um, you know, you got the call from Chuck Fletcher, uh, presumably, uh, that, that you were going to come back and be a part of this training camp and, and part of the expanded roster, it's a good opportunity. How, did you, how do you look at this situation right now? Um, you know, you, you played games with the Flyers. You played 15 this year. You've ever been good of a chance of uh, getting more and, and in playoff hockey, you know, just by working hard and doing the right things in camp. Uh, what's this opportunity like for you? It's massive. You know, it's going this can finish off a year that's been, I mean, personally for me, it, it's big because it can finish off this year that's been kind of a roller coaster for me in a positive way. You know, I mean, I hope that everyone stays healthy on this team and, and they give us the best shot at, they possibly can to win this cup. If I do end up to get in the lineup and, and I get a chance, I'll be extremely excited and opportunistic. You know, there's this is the first time National Hockey League they're going to be playing with out any fan so I mean to me the first thing that brings to mind is teams are going to have to create a lot more of their own energy without having home fans or away fans that that get them fired up and and that works right into my game you know that uh, I'm an energetic guy and with no fans if if the team has to create more of their own energy I'm more than excited to do that so like I said it's a once in a lifetime opportunity and if I if I get a chance to play in a game, then I'm going to make the most of it and do whatever I can to help this team win. Um, let me ask you this, because, you know, there's there's such a, a good young and a lot young core, uh, not only with the team now, but on the way up. And, and you're a big part of that as well. Um, that camaraderie of the young core that uh, the Flyers have built up through their farm system. Uh, what's it like with that group? Because you guys got a really good group of a, a lot of good guys and a ton of talent. Yeah, we're excited. No, there's a uh, majority of the guys are, have, I think there's only one guy that hasn't signed since 2016 yet, I believe, from our draft year. So a lot of us have been around each other a lot the last three, almost four years since since that draft, whether it was just development camp or development and training camps. And now some of us have played two years pro together. And, you know, we look at that as an exciting thing because we know we're a big part of this this club in the future and we know what we all bring to the table. I think we all click really well together play wise and, and, uh, and off the ice, we, we all get along very well. So I think we're excited. And, um, you know, this is a chance for some guys on this current team to win a Stanley cup. And, you know, everyone talks about how hard it is to get there and how hard it is to win that. So with us being this close, all the young guys are excited to be a part of this. And, um, you know, I'm sure there's going to be a lot more, a lot more runnings from this team in the future as well. Um, what's your anticipation anticipation of what life might be like uh, inside the bubble when you guys go up to Toronto in a couple of weeks? Uh, if I had to guess one thing we'd be doing, it would be a lot of video games. <laughs> but, uh, you know, I'm not sure. I guess we'll have to wait and find out. You know, we've um, any young guy that's come into this league has experienced living in a hotel for various days or weeks or months at a time when they're in camp and whatnot are getting called up and sent down. So, I mean, I don't think any of us are not accustomed to this by the, by now. It, it kind of obviously might suck a little bit, but um, like I said, it's going to be neat. It's a new experience. It's a once in a lifetime thing. No one else is going to say they've gone, they've gotten to, to go through this kind of scenario. So probably a lot of video games and, um, you know, we'll have to see where else, uh, where else it takes us. What's the game of choice that you play with your teammates? Uh, right now, we've all been playing a lot of Call of Duty Warzone. It's like a battle royale game. But uh, 
and we'll see how much we can play of that before we get bored or, or start winning too much. Who sucks at Call of Duty? They always play. There's always one guy that, that it plays. He's like a donator, right, when you gamble or whatever. But, but he's never any good, but he always still wants to play. And you're like, dude, why do you want to play, man? You're horrible. Uh, I think we're all pretty good. You know, I obviously wouldn't throw anyone <laughs> so on the bus anyway. But, um, no, I, I think we're all, uh, we're all about the same level. You know, I've been playing a lot of video games. I know me and Bunny played. We're playing a lot of Fortnite when we're in hometown. We live together and we would play that a lot. So I think there's a few of us that are pretty avid gamers, more so the young guys that have a little more time in their hands with no families and whatnot. But um, you know, I think we're all, we're all pretty close. It just depends on the chemistry you have with the squad. It's the biggest part. Ah, oh, I need some teamwork. Uh, the other thing, too, is, is you get the competitive juices going a little bit there, and, and you're still just hanging out with the boys, so that's good. Exactly. I'm sure there'll be a few bets here and there. <laughs> hey, Carson, man, I appreciate you joining us. Best of luck with the rest of camp, and then obviously, you know, the travels to the hub cities, and, uh, you know, it's going to be a wild time. This is, like you said, it's, it's totally unprecedented. We've never seen anything like it. Uh, how it all plays out is anyone's guess, but I appreciate you taking the time, and I love the way that you, your straight line game and, that, you know, you go out there and you do the right things, and uh, best of luck to you uh, coming up on, in this camp and, and whatever lies ahead. Awesome. Thank you very much, and thanks for having thanks me. Thanks to Carson Twernski for joining us here on this episode of Flyers Daily. Well, he's got a straight-ahead game, and I love what he had to say, that with no fans in the building, if he is called upon and in the lineup, he's going to go out there and do what it takes to bring energy to the group. And, you know, that's exactly what he does. A ferocious four-checker, a guy who goes to the net and creates disruption for the opposition. So Carson, Carson Torinsky using this opportunity to get uh, even more reps and practice with the Flyers, and we'll see if he does, in fact, get into the lineup. Nobody knows how this is going to play out. Uh, the, the guys that are part of the expanded roster could be every bit as important and get called upon at a drop of a dime. So Carson Torinsky preparing as if he is going to get that call, and if he does, he will be ready. That's going to put a wrap on this episode of Flyers Daily. Keep tuning in every Monday through Friday. Another new episode coming tomorrow. More coverage of the Flyers training camp as day two is underway here Tuesday and the Flyers preparing to get back on the ice and the NHL's return. Flyers Daily brought to you by Penn Medicine, the official health system of the Philadelphia Flyers and Wells Fargo Center. Give them a follow on Twitter at Penn Medicine. We'll talk to you on tomorrow's episode of Flyers Daily. Have a great day.